Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Time to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fremundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BellyUpFantasy in all caps at Manscaped.com. This podcast is sponsored by Candidips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Candidips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tents are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at Candidips.com for 20% off your next order. That's BELLYUP20 at Candidips.com. Thanks to our friends over at Law Terrain Watches for sponsoring Time to BS Podcast. Use the promo code Time to BS at LawTerrain.com for some sweet deals over on the website. That's Time, the number two, and BS at LawTerrain.com. It's time to BS. 
Yo. Ah, where the fuck have you been? I've I, I've been away for a while. It's definitely been a hot minute. You have been uh, away for a while, my friend. The fuck have you been up to? <laughs> lots of things. Lots of lots of raging at football games. Oh, um, who 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 quick who somewhat predicted the NFC West to be somewhat correct? I did. I did predict that San Francisco would win this division. Either San Fran would win this division. I don't know if I predicted that. I think I predicted. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know if I'm more impressed or just pissed that Brock Purdy has turned out to be good, Mister Irrelevant. <laughs> Tona, what are you doing? You do not. She's been jumping around in boxes and bags and God knows what for the last Cats. three hours. It's it, it's just cat behavior. I own three of them. I know what it's like. Oh, you have three cats? I didn't know this. Yep. Huh. Learn something every day. How about that? But uh, I don't know if I don't know what's more impressive: the fact that Geno Smith at one point was an MVP favorite, or that your Rams prediction has. Hit you so hard in the face. That yeah. Or I was wrong on Pete Carroll the whole time. I don't know. What's more impressive? I don't know. This has been such a weird fucking year. Like, it really has. It really has, There's dude. There's just so many things that, like, it's, like, wild to think that I was, like, just horribly wrong about so many things. You know what my way too early prediction for the AFC West was? What? It was the fucking Broncos. I thought they were going to win the AFC West. I thought of Russell Wilson was... I think a yeah. lot of us did. I believed in Russ. And look I really did. Turned. And I guess it was also like a combination of that, and I just oh. didn't know what the Chiefs were going to do without Tyreek, but it turns out Patrick Mahomes is in fact him. I'm so, old Pete Carroll, the biggest of apologies... I think I'm like the divorced spouse who is like trying to apologize to his ex-wife, trying to say, take me back. I'm sorry. That's how I feel about Pete Carroll right now. That is how I feel. So, yeah, ask me how the hell I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing outside of a multitude of things in the personal realm. I'm doing phenomenal. There you go. To say the least. Um, there you go. All I got to do is just beat Mike White and then beat the Rams the following week. Both games at home. Yeah. Um, I'm that confused. Jets, that, the Jets look so weird this year, the honestly. The Jets are infuriating. They're so infuriating. From, you know, from a, from a guy who lives on Long Island. Who's surrounded by Jet fans. They are fucked. Again. I mean, they're getting Mike White back. Yeah, but how much does that help? I think it helps a lot more considering you've seen what Zach Wilson has done as of late. He, uh, he had too much time to uh, sleep with some cougars. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, pretty fucking much, dude. Pretty much. How bad has that turned out? Holy shit. I think I don't think any of us predicted that. Yeah, 
God. And the rea- the the weird reality of it all is that now that makes me as a Rams fan live in a world where Jets fans hate our franchise because Oh yeah, cuz they beat you guys. We, they, we lost to them for some inexplicable reason. I guess it was Jared Goff more than anything else, but like I we just lost that game and that's what cost them ultimately that's what cost them the first overall pick. And now you have Trevor Lawrence balling out for Jacksonville. The who, Jaguars might win the, the Jaguars AFC South. That's crazy they're, they're like, shit. It's in their own hands. They can still win the AFC South. Do you think I need the, to talk do you think about the, the playoff game of the, format eventually? Do you but, think the final game of the season ends up being like the Sunday night game at weeks eighteen, like Jaguars Titans? It could be. For the AFC South title. We are in a world where that team I mean, Doug Peterson was an excellent hire, but fuck. That was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, anything was an upgrade over Urban Meyer, but yeah, and that's kind of like where the Jaguars stand, whereas the Jets, now you're stuck with Zach Wilson for a couple more weeks, and it's like, now, from what I'm hearing, he's also inactive. Glazer reported who I trust over a lot of fucking people. Jay, if a Jay Glazer report comes out, that usually means it's it's true that the Jets are going to move on from Zach Wilson. And you have to think, they got to get someone to fit that system. U Stadium also tweeted that they, that uh, Zach Wilson is basically just going to be inactive. So they have they have him as third string right now. Good. So Good. as the backup, Mike White's the starter. So, Nick, if you're listening, um, this is what happens when you overhype Zach Wilson. <laughs> Love you, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, this is what you get. This is what you get for overhyping a guy from BYU to be the second overall pick as a quarterback who played inferior competition at BYU when Justin Fields was right there. And it looks like the Bears are geniuses right now for trading up to get. Ryan Pace, former GM of the Bears, looks like a fucking genius. Yeah, he does. He really looks like a fucking genius. He called Dave Gettleman and said, we will give you this much for us to get Justin Fields. I think that, I think that the first, the, I think that that draft selection is like, it's, or I guess I say that draft selection, I'm obviously talking about Justin Fields. I think he's still a bit of a work in progress, obviously. Yeah. But. He can run. Yeah, he can run for sure. Did he break the Ohio State curse? I don't know. TBD? TBD, I'd say. TBD, TBD, got it. That's a TBD. Um, Dave Gettleman looks like a fucking genius for taking Daniel Jones. How many of us would have predicted that? I I, I wanted to believe in Daniel Jones. I honestly like thought it was a feel-good story in a way because he just no one expected that pick so early on in the draft, but he could. There's a realistic chance he could be the guy. I'll say. I think there's a realistic opportunity that he is. The guy in New York, and I cannot believe I'm saying that. John is, John, if you're listening, um, you actually have a quarterback. We got to get him on eventually. He, he's been he's been crazy busy, mm-hmm. and I I was supposed to be in Vegas right now. What the hell are you doing, Donut? <laughs> so, there's a funny story to tell you. I was supposed to be in Las Vegas, and the previous episode, 160, 
was supposed to be the last podcast episode of the year. I was going to be done for the rest of the year. I was going to be chilling in Vegas, a few books in my hand, chilling in the hotel, relaxing. And then, sure enough, I get a fucking phone call saying, oh, your flight got canceled. Ice storms out west. Oh, the heck. That's like Northern California, I think, right? Or somewhere around that area. I mean, obviously, Vegas isn't in Northern California. But I was about to like, say, this is your geography. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like trying to think of like that some because I was hearing about stuff happening yeah, up there. There's ice everywhere. Florida. I just wonder. If, I just wonder if it like moves down to like that area. I know Florida got snow. We're supposed to get rain tomorrow in SoCal. Precipitation is happening in a lot of different places. So yeah, it would have been too risky for us to um. Uh, fly out there this morning and then fly back in the middle of an ice storm on Saturday night. So it would have been really fucking risky. Yeah. So, uh... Well, you played it safe. Yeah. And now here we are. No kidding. Um, so that was fun. Um, on top of a lot of other shit that happened... <laughs> Oh, boy. Today, in fact. Well, this happened on Thursday. Okay. So, uh, Donut, stop. Jesus, she's got the zoomies. But, uh, yeah. a lot of crap happened. Um, also, the reason why we're recording this today is because Josh Schneider and Pete Carroll look like fucking geniuses. And the Broncos don't? Yeah, this is what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket, Denver. This is what you get. Also, this is what happens when you don't do your fucking research on Russell Wilson. And you realize that the dude is literally... like he He's worthless right now. How many of us would have said that at the, at the, early, at the beginning of the season? Saying like, oh, Denver's going to go 4-11. They're going to start 4-11. Your head coach is going to get fired. Only the second head coach in history to not finish a full season in his first. You're gonna season. get your shit kicked in by a Rams team that's missing the entire like game. what nine start like basically everybody. Basically Aaron Donald everybody. didn't play. Cooper Cup, Stafford, Allen Robinson. Sure, there's a couple other names in there that I'm that I'm missing on the top of my head right now. Um, Brian Allen, the starting center. Stafford. A lot of O line men, honestly. I've mentioned Stafford Cup already. Stafford's out. Who's been out? Yeah, I mentioned Stafford and Cup already. Obviously, they're out. Allen Robinson's out. Um, Is Akers still playing? Akers had three touchdowns on Sunday, <laughs> so he decided to show up. Okay, and I'm actually was- happy he did that. That was honestly like real talk, that was actually like a really, really, really important game for Cam Akers to have oh, yeah. because it it shows that like maybe there is a path to redemption here. Maybe if he does stick around because they couldn't find a trade partner for him and they decided, all right, I guess we'll try to fix it in LA. Maybe there is a bit of a path to redemption here. And I think having a game <laughs> like that is certainly, it's certainly a big help. What buttons do I get? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I figured out the soundboard once again. Um, this tweet is, is courtesy of Seahawk Nerd. Um, if Denver loses to Kansas City and the Chargers, 
Chicago beats Detroit or Minnesota. Houston beats Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Guess who owns the number one overall pick? <laughs> the Broncos? The, the Denver Broncos, who owns their pick? Seattle does. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny so they as get, hell. They get their first overall pick, and then it goes to Seattle because Seattle has their first <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> this is like this is like the Lions and Rams trade being as even as it is, and like happening in a year where no one could have predicted the Rams to just no be one, abysmal. No one predicted. It's that. been horrible, dude. Oh my god! We we've been trying to get you on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and shit has been hitting the fan left and fucking right. So, do you have the energy to destroy your Rams or? Do you feel like a slight bit of optimism for the years going forward? I don't know where to begin, honestly. And I don't even know if I should go on a what ramp. What the hell happened? I'm going to say this to anybody out there who might be saying that, like, oh, this is the price you paid. And now your team is starting to, like, fall apart because, like, this is you sold out this season so that you could win the suit. No. No. Do you know how many people are hurt? Do you know how little, like, the thing, the Rams' downfall, their ultimate downfall, I feel like is going to come when contracts of players like Stafford, Ramsey, Donald, and Cup, when those play, that's like our core four right now. And when those contracts start to run out, Cup is off the books. And Cup. I mentioned Cup, I think. Uh, you, you said Cup, Ramsey, Stafford, and Donald. Yeah. Okay, those yeah. four. Those are like the core four of this team right now. And I guess Bobby Wagner's on a five-year deal, too. But still, so, that's a reasonable contract. That's Yeah, that's a reasonable contract. I like that deal. Um, I, th- I think when those contracts start to run out, and if the Rams are unable to like get them back, if they decide to move on in free agency or things like that happen, that I think is... And then like Sean McVay's not... he's It's pretty clear he's not going to want to stay after they leave. Or at least that's what's been rumored. He's not going to want to stay after they leave. Then I think that is ultimately what's going to be the downfall in the Rams because that's stuff that's like, I guess, sort of in their control as to whether they get a contract extension. So I guess it's more it's more of a thing that they can control than the injuries that are happening to them right now. You can't control everybody no, getting hurt left and right. Am I wrong, however, for saying you lost a majority of your offensive line? The Von Miller free agent loss hurt worse than people think. It stings more than people realize, and like you, lo- you traded your, you traded arguably your best route runner in Robert Woods for pennies. I'm yeah, I'm I'm still a little I'm like annoyed like, by that too. I'm annoyed by that. I'm like so crazy. annoyed. I really really miss Robert Woods. I mean, like I like Allen Robinson, Penn State guy. But Robert Woods was better for that system. Like, by far, not even close. Yeah, I think it was such a weird time when he got, when Robert Woods did get hurt because, like, this past season, uh, I guess 2021, I'm talking about, was like, before then, Cup and Woods, I would always view them as, like, a top receiver duo. I never really saw Cup or Woods standing out as, like, a top 10 receiver in the league. They were, like, a probably a top 10 duo though because when they worked together it was just like you couldn't stop them you couldn't stop them and then cup just exploded 
in the postseason. And he was having a good year this year too before the injury. Like he, I think if he's healthy, he's a Pro Bowler. He's we need to talk about. He's an MVP candidate if he's healthy. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, I guess, the Rams sort of realize that they have like. I don't want to say luxury, but like they kind of realize that they can, they don't have to operate with Cup and Woods like there's a duo anymore. Although I don't see why they ever needed to get rid of them. I think holding on to both of them was the play because Robert Woods can still produce for an offense. Granted, he's still doing but still. Yeah, but he can still produce. He yeah. br- all the intangibles that he brings to like the leadership in the locker room and like what he brings to like the run blocking game and stuff like that when he's not on the score sheet. It's like, it's so hard to replace that. Yeah. And And I think we're also learning still today. Replacing Todd Gurley in his prime was impossible. 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 Not that Cam Akers is bad because he's playing. I think he's improving a two back system, a two back system with, with Henderson and Akers. Granted, Henderson's not there, right? He got waived recently, right? He got but still, he went, like, you were running a two-back system in there. Kyron Williams is now the backup, and I think the Rams don't want to get rid of Kyron Williams. They see something in him, and I, I, I want to see it too. I don't think the sample size is big enough just yet because they're like still insistent on Cam Akers being the guy. But still, because he, he could be the guy in twenty twenty. He looked he looked really 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 good in 2020. Yeah, he looked awesome. I think I think obvious it's pretty obvious to say that the Achilles injury set him back. Again, that's just sort of like it's what can you do? It's an injury. It's out of your control. Yeah, you and I you and I are in different are in same boats but different but different ending results. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle didn't have a choice but to trade Russell Wilson. And Jamal Adams went down, hurt the defense. Um, a lot of guys, got, Rashad Penny hurt the offense a little. Rashad Penny hurt it getting out for the year, hurt that offense more than people realize. Because instead of relying on, because yeah, instead of having two running backs to worry about and two receivers to worry about, you're now down a running back and now Lockett's out seemingly for the regular season. That's a more painful loss than people realize. Yeah, Tyre Lockett is talked about enough. In my honest opinion, Tyre Lockett's better than DK Metcalf, and that's my god honest opinion. Like, I won't argue one way or the other, but I feel I do think that people talk about DK Metcalf more than they talk about Tyler Lockett, and people kind of <laughs> Tyler Lockett's insane. Like, if you if he gets a pass on the red zone, if he gets a catchable ball in the red zone, he's catching or it. the end zone, he's not dropping it. He's catching it. Now, yo, the only way he's not is if somebody comes out of nowhere and bats it down at the last second. Or yeah. off again. Like, yeah. even then, it's just. But, yeah, do you, I mean, this is, you know, unbiased aside. I do see a little bit of the 2012 team, the Seahawks in the 2012 team this year, as opposed to, you know, the last several years, because they got a ton of good pieces there. Sure. I mean, the Rams look real. The Rams, if the Rams didn't have a bunch of injuries and they actually rebuilt an offensive line, they'd be fine. I think the Rams are going to be fine if they stay healthy next season. I think that's kind of like the key thing. Obviously, like 
a year full of injuries is out of people's control. And that's yeah. just, it's, it's a really suckish part of the game, but it's part of the game that people get hurt. And it's like, as long as they're able to stay healthy next season and build up a little more depth, I think depth is what's necessary everywhere. Because the important thing about, you look at the 49ers, for example. The 49ers are down to their third string quarterback. And, they're, and they won the NFC West. Yeah. And Brock Purdy is playing fine. And like even if like Garoppolo somehow comes back, Garoppolo will play. I think I don't know if he's going to play, but if he has to play, he's serviceable, and he's he's going to play well enough to like where he'll function in the offense. And it's yeah. like the thing about my the point that I'm making though, it's not about the 49ers. The point the point with the 49ers is like they have depth. They're losing players, but they have enough depth enough depth to fill in those holes. That's not what the Rams have, no. and they need. They really, really this offseason, I think during the draft, need to focus on the O-line. And I think look for a linebacker replacement for Von Miller because you need you ha- pass rush help big yeah. time. You need pass rush help, but you just also need depth in general. You need the Rams. This is also why I want the Rams to keep Baker Mayfield because you need to get to a position where if, if a big starting player goes down with injury and is going to be out for a substantial amount of time, you have to not be screwed, basically. Like, you need to have somebody ready to step up and fill that role. Maybe not to the exact level of the previous guy, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, Stafford has a neck injury. You don't come back easily from that. You don't come back easily from a concussion. That's the main thing he was dealing with. Obviously, the neck injury sucks. Sean McVay says that he should be healthy for next season. Yeah. Um... But this is kind of why I want the Rams to hold on to Baker Mayfield because not only does Baker have a chance to develop more within this within this system, but you know it also gives the Rams much needed depth because if Stafford does, if the concussion, God forbid, but if the concussion problems do come back for Stafford, Baker Mayfield is going to fill in just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. <sighs> yeah. Did you see the Dolphins are now eight and six, or eight? And oh six. God, Tua turned the ball over is what I saw trending uh, on Twitter. Because of Tua turning over the ball, we might see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers once again in the fucking playoffs. I think the Packers are one and done, and they're in the playoffs. If they, absolutely, absolutely, it's. Such a weird year for Green Bay, too, because, like, they had such a slow start, and now it feels like they're recovering, but it's only just a matter of, like, is it too little, too late? But, like, what's what's their clinching scenario? They have to win out, and they then... They gotta win out. They gotta win out and hope... I think Washington has to lose. Washington and the Giants both have to lose in order for both Seattle and the Packers to make the playoffs con- consecutively. That's doable, too. Yeah, Seattle has a winnable game against the Jets, and... No offense against the Rams. And and then the Packers, who do they play? Detroit, Chicago, and Detroit? I don't think Chicago. I could be wrong, though. Let me check. Let me check. Let me verify this information. The Packers' next two games are against Minnesota and Detroit. Okay, so it was half right. 
still two divisional opponents. Minnesota can probably beat them. Minnesota's insane this Minnesota year. Minnesota confuses the crap out of me. They're confusing, but they're I don't good. Trust them. Am I wrong for saying I don't trust them? I will say it's a little bit of a question mark still to trust them because, like, they obviously the comeback that they had recently against the Colts was impressive as hell. Yeah. The problem is when you're a team that should be as good as Minnesota is, you shouldn't be going down 33 nothing to the Colts in the first place. Here's a terrific question. Who do you trust more, Minnesota or Philadelphia? Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I know. I don't trust Philadelphia at all. See, here, here's here's the thing with Philadelphia. I don't trust them without Hurts. I don't trust them I thought, in general. I thought Minshew looked fine against Dallas, but I Dallas. I don't trust them in general. Because they, they had the easiest schedule in the league. You expect me to believe that a team that had the easiest schedule in the league with the number one seed in the NFC is going to ride their way to the Super Bowl end of Super Bowl victory? What was the last team that had that happen to them? I'll tell you, Carolina in 2015. I just, I don't know about, like, how the the severity of Jalen Hurts' injury is obviously up in the air because now he might not play again this week. And it's like, I say this, but all that's left is Monday Night Football, yeah. but you get what I mean. It's like. That's true. But still, you don't have a great offensive line. Your defense is still really good, but it's still every now and then has some questionable spots. Jalen Hurts was your offense. I don't know about that one. I thought Minshew played pretty good. I like Minshew. I do. But would they only lose by like three or four points or something like that? Or am I yeah, way wrong? It was like three or four. I'm going to check that too. But... Okay. 34 to 40. Okay, so it was six points. Close enough. Okay, I have a great question for you, fellow NFC division opponent. Um, the current NFC playoff structure as of today, uh, the day after Christmas of 2022, December 20, 26th, what stays the same? Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Francisco, Tampa Bay. As of right now, the first five teams are, as I mentioned before, including Dallas. <laughs> Who makes it? Giants, Washington, Seattle, Detroit, or Green Bay? One of those five. Two of those five. The thing about Green Bay is that they have a really favorable schedule still, but I feel like Minnesota has what it takes to win that game. I think Green Bay goes one and one the close of the year. I don't know. I don't know if the Lions have what it takes to pull an upset. They could, though. Detroit's coach. Detroit is very well coached, though. Yeah. I like it. I think, I, I think a lot of people owe Dan Campbell an apology from last year. Like, I think a lot of people just like Dan Campbell for his, like, energy more than anything else oh, last year. Dan Campbell, gigantic apology. And it turns out he actually kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. And it also, you know, I'm as somebody who watched Jared Goff for the last like five and a half straight seasons before Matthew Stafford came in. Um, I think he has definitely bounced back in a huge way. I think that he's I think he's erased the narrative of he needs a perfect offense around him. Yeah. For every, like he needs literally everything go right, going right for him to play good. 
The defense has played great too in Detroit. Yeah, the defense is playing really well. The defense is playing um, awesome. Here's I don't know. It's, kind of, it's such a wild card. Such an interesting question. Um, Seattle's most favorable too. It is as painful as it is to say. Yes, it is. Um, the thing is, they like I don't know if I trust Washington at all either because it looks like they were willing. I don't know what Heineke's status is right now. I don't know if he got hurt or not because I saw that. They ended up going to put Carson Wentz back in. Oh, Christ. I don't like Carson Wentz at all. Uh, who who doesn't? Um, who likes Carson Wentz at all? I liked him pre-ACL tear. Oh, he was great pre-ACL tear. I was having legitimate discussions with people in 2016 over whether we should have drafted him versus Jared Goff. <laughs> Look how that turned out. <laughs> Look, looking back at how things turned out, I, I think that it's fine the way it turned out, and I'm not upset. No. But. I'm not man, upset either. It's such a tough call. The Saints and Panthers both are still alive. Mathematically, which is amazing. Yeah. I think there's a realistic chance the Giants get in. I think the Giants get in, too. Oh, um, God. This is tough. This is such a weird season. It really is just such a weird season. Okay. Who do you trust more in the AFC playoff picture? Out of the teams that have yet to clinch. So Jacksonville, Los Angeles, Miami, New England, and the, the Jets... And the Jets, realistically, those those five. Because Tennessee, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, Tennessee, it's such a weird... They're having such a weird year. Um, I think we can safely say the Steelers and Raiders aren't going to make it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. They like, play each other, too, so that can really screw both teams. Um. I don't. I, I. 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 still don't trust the Chargers, man. Fucking like, I need, Yes, but also like I don't. I don't. I don't trust like. I need to see it again, like in these key games that they have to play. Like obviously the Colts, you realistically should be able to beat the Colts. But it's just the like I feel like with Brandon Staley with Justin Herbert, some of that potential to choke definitely still exists. Yep. And, you know, I don't, like, I, it's just a matter of, like, I need to see it. I need to see them actually, like, win out and make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, win out, too. Like, they only have to win this one game. But I think they need to win out and, like, prove that, like, they actually, they actually know what they're doing. They got to beat, they they beat the Colts. They got to beat you guys. The thing is, the, pro, the, the my only problem with that is that they are in a position where they might just rest starters next week because... If they if they win tonight, they're in. But the Chiefs already have the AFC West, so they're just going to be a wild card team regardless. So that's a dangerous wild card team, though. They might rest starters. I think the Chargers are a rest starters team if they get in. Um, Good point. It's really it's also really really hard to bet against Bill Belichick. Yeah. 
Um, Cincinnati? What about the Bengals? The Bengals are in. But do you trust them? Kind of. The Collins injury hurts, though. It does. That injury hurts a lot. I still like, obviously, Burrow and Jamar. I think that they've bounced back in a big way. Yeah. Um, They're going to be around for a while. Yeah, that's going to be a dangerous combo for a long time. Like, I, the Bengals are going to be around for a long time. I, w- I wasn't kidding when I said that uh, they would be back after they lost the Super Bowl. I would say that they're, I was saying to people they'd be back at some point soon. I wasn't kidding. They look like they're going to be back. Yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, if they get the – if they play the Kansas State Chiefs in the second round. Mm. Oh. That's going to be a spicy game. Oh, spicy. Okay. While I have you, okay. If Seattle gets, Seattle makes the playoffs for the seventh seed. Do they beat Minnesota? No. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Give me confidence. (laughs) I want to, but like, I don't know about Geno Smith. Like, obviously, he has surpassed expectations. I'll say that much. Confused me. Um, this confused the crap out of me, but I can't really say anything at this point. I'm I'm just fucking confused because they're they're a team that needs everything to go right too in order for them to do anything. Yeah, it's such a weird year to predict, honestly. Like. I didn't expect the Bucks to be this bad. I didn't expect. You know why? I, the, obviously, the Bucks are bad because Tom Brady got divorced. <laughs> That's why. Um, That's what you get for picking football over your smoking hot wife. Tom Brady is such an enigma. Does Tom Brady look like a lesbian? No. Look, take look a picture of Tom Brady right now. Take a, I don't think he does. Look at a picture of Tom Brady. His right image now. is ingrained in my head. I don't think he does. Look at a picture of Tom Brady on Google and tell me he doesn't look like a lesbian from New York. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's funny. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's, it's a... <laughs> All he needs is like, you know... <laughs> Like a polo shirt with like diamond earrings and a fucking. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get in trouble for that by somebody. <laughs> it's a running joke I've we've had for a while though, for a long time. Um. <sighs> do you do you uh? Okay. Are we in agreement, though, that San Francisco and Buffalo is the Super Bowl? No. San Francisco, Buffalo, Philadelphia? Um. Are we in agreement? I don't know what my Super Bowl prediction is. Like, I feel I feel like if I predict Buffalo, they're going to find a way to choke. This is a, te- this is a team that looks really, really good, but they lost to the Jets. Yeah, but it's Buffalo. They're prone to mistakes. And then the Eagles, obviously, without without Hurts, it's like, it's it's bad. And like, if Minnesota clinches the one seed, I think Minnesota like has a realistic shot. Um, 
Can we imagine the Vikings? Kirk Cousins in the fucking Super Bowl would be the most infuriating thing. The thing about the 49ers is this is such a weak schedule that they've played. Yeah. The 49ers have played games this season. They've played against the, they've lost to the Bears. They lost to the Broncos. Think about it. You lost to the Broncos. Obviously, that's with Trey Lance, but, like, the loss still counts. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the Rams this year aren't that great. No. They've won games against Carolina. They lost to Atlanta with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And then their wins have come against teams like the Cardinals, the Saints, the Chargers. Seattle twice. The, Dol- the Dolphins, Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington, that's funny. I mean, eh. D.C., obviously. Um, and then the, the rest of their schedule against the Raiders and the 49 they haven't played against a team like the Eagles, the Vikings, or the Cowboys. So you can't like, really trust them fully. I, I, want, I haven't seen them go up against these teams that are, like, exponentially good on offense. Cause I feel like the 49ers, their biggest strength is their defense and, like, the, the minimalist amount of points that they've allowed in the second half of the season. Okay. It's like, you can't... You know, obviously those are good stats, but, like, you have yet to see them play against some of the most explosive offenses in the league. So, like, I don't know if I can trust the 49ers just yet. I don't know if I can trust Brock Purdy to keep pace with some of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. Can we um, can we make, can we confirm, though, that the Seattle Kraken look really good, though? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Do I really since since my last appearance on the show, the Kraken and Kings played in a game where the Kraken won in overtime nine to eight. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was beautiful. <laughs> that, was, that was the worst defensive game I've ever that seen. That was anarchy time. on the ice. <laughs> Literally anarchy. I'm like that's like when I play my brother in NHL twenty two or twenty three, I guess Who it is now. I don't... Did anyone have a hat trick? I'd be surprised if no one did. I'd be amazed. I'm going to look that up right now real fucking quick. The Kings are on a bounce back, though, at least. At the very, at the very well, the least, Kings it feels good. like the Kings they are, are really good. I think, I think that win in Boston was kind of a turning point for them because, you know, Boston's obviously one of the best teams in the league right now. I don't know if they're the number one team. They could be, but, like, Boston's a really freaking good team. And the Kings beat beat them in a shootout. Granted, I don't think the shootout should count as real hockey. I don't I don't like free breakaways. You know, obviously there are some nasty goals in the shootout that people score, and that's fine. But it's like you're telling people like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl that they have free breakaways to go win the game. It's kind of lame. What's funny? Um, I am looking at the box score for the Kraken. And the the Kings against that against uh, that that was that that nine eight game. Would you be amazed if I were to tell you that no goalie had that no player had had, had a hat trick in that game? That's ridiculous. Three players on the Kraken scored twice. Um, Gabe Velarde scored twice. <laughs> Valori looks good, though. Yeah, he looks really good. He looks really good. I, I, I think since that game, really since a couple games, like I think the Boston game for sure, because the Kings, the Kings schedule. I'm normally not a schedules against us guy. 
but the Kings schedule this year has been brutal. Yeah. Like absolutely brutal. I think they have like they either have alone or they're tied for the most games in the league right now. Games played in the league. Right. And yeah. And they just you know, they're they're they've been on like these long road trips. There's a lot of back to backs too, but they're still like I think running with games oh, that they probably shouldn't be running with. Phoenix Copley has been the saving grace of this team, I should oh, say. Really? Yeah. They like Quick and Peterson have just been so inconsistent this season. And the fact that they that Copley has just come up out of the minors and is like, what is he, six one and one? Six one and oh this season. Shane Wright looks really good for the Kraken too. Mm-hmm. Shane Wright looks awesome. I think it was fair to give the Kraken a year. Yeah, it was very fair. Here, I don't fully trust them though because Dave Haxtell's their head coach. Yeah, Dave Haxtell's such a weird Dave head coach. Haxtell's like, obviously, he's figured it out now, but like when it comes down to like games that matter for like playoff position and like playoff games, if they get there, like, do we trust Haxtell? Nope. I don't know. Nope. I sure as hell don't. Because he was the Flyers head coach for a long time, and he didn't do shit. Well, we'll see. That's all I'm going to say. the Seattle Mariners, speaking of Seattle. I don't know how much I'm paying attention to baseball right now, but I don't know if I trust the Mariners. You don't trust the um, I don't know. I literally don't know. I don't have any indication of their roster right now. I don't know if they, have it, if they got... I mean, they look, they've looked, they looked really good last year, though. I, I did I did kind of feel happy for them when they clinched their first uh, playoff spot in like what twenty plus years twenty seven years something like that. Would it be a was it longer idea to get a Seattle sports like tattoo wrapped around my arm wrapped around the Seahawks logo? I would get the I would get the the Kraken, the Sonics, the Mariners, maybe maybe the, like I don't know. I think that, I think you should get the Kraken logo for now. I would get the Kraken logo. Absolutely, I would. That's such a cool logo. I really like the Kraken's branding. I'm not much of a powder blue guy or anything like that, but oh, the Kraken's no, branding. To, no, if we were to include powder blue, you got to get the Chargers in there. The Chargers mm-hmm. powder blue is the greatest jersey ever. It's disgusting. Wow, really? That's a hot yeah. take. That's a hot take. I know it's a hot take. I'm going to stand by it. crazy take, my friend. That's a scary. That's a scary take. <laughs> That'd be fun to like revisit one day all the new uniforms that have come out as of late and see if like how how good they are now. Like how they held up. Have yeah. our teams changed? That, that's a fair observation. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty fair observation. <sighs> that's a that's a. Pretty bold observation. The Patriot. Do you like the Patriots' new jerseys, the old ones? I like the new ones. I like the old ones. I think the old ones, though, had like a bit of an intimidation factor just because of how good the team used to be. Yeah, it's like it's like obviously they had kind of a dynasty going, and then you would see like those jerseys, and you would you would think, damn, we have to play them again. Like fuck. But I like the I like their new their new ones are a lot cleaner. 
I like their new ones. I like the fact that the Seahawks are bringing back the are bringing in a reverse retro jersey for like the '80s teams. Those are beautiful. Those are gonna be beautiful. <laughs> I'm so pumped for that. <laughs> reverse retro NFL. Can we do? Can they do that? I don't know. Do you think like, they can they, do that? The thing is, Adidas is the company that was more pushing for reverse retro than NHL was. So, Nike would have to come up with like a different twist on However, it. However, the it's Nike. You see what they're doing with the NBA. Nike's got to figure something out. The Kings reverse retros. I have one. How are they? It's gorgeous. Oh. It is absolutely gorgeous. Oh. I have one. My brother has one. The Islanders reverse retro jerseys. I'm not gonna lie. They're I, solid. I like the old ones. I like the old. I like the old fisherman jerseys. They're, I like the bit of the lighter blue. The teal, yeah. That's yeah, totally fair. I liked it. I like those jerseys a lot better. Me personally, at least. I still think the ret- the reverse retro ones are gorgeous, though. They're fucking beautiful. They're solid enough. They're beautiful. Do you think the Kings make the playoffs? Do you think the Kings stay where they are? I think the Kings are going to make the playoffs if they keep playing at the rate they are right now. Oh yeah. I want to. I want to see them keep uh, keep playing well. Um, see them put put that performance against like higher up teams like Colorado. Like what? Let me look at their schedule. What happened up. to Colorado? I don't know. Colorado's a bit of a miss. Oh, okay, so they actually play the Golden Knights and the Avalanche in their next two games. Oh, cool! That'd be fun. And then they play against Philadelphia, Dallas, Boston again, Vegas again. The Islanders need to do something quick. January 14th, we play the Devils. Oh, really? That's a test right there. Um, That's good. I don't trust it. New Jersey, me personally, but then again, Lindy Ruff's a damn good coach. They're on a 13-game win streak. It's kind of hard to bet against them, but we'll see. I mean, didn't Columbus have like a 16-game winning streak one year? That was like forever ago, though. Yeah, but still, it's Columbus. I mean, who knows? I don't fucking trust them. That long of a win streak is just so hard to get, though. So in hockey, too, it's true. It's like really fucking difficult. Yeah. Um. Do you think the Broncos made the right decision in firing Hackett? Yes. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually posted on U Stadium too. I posted the other day. I'm gonna find my post really quick and read it word for word. To me, the funniest thing was Brett Rippon trying to start shit with his OL after another failed series before he had even taken the field. And then as soon as he goes out there, he throws a pick six. Hackett has lost all control. Get him out of there. Yeah. That's, yeah. When you have fighting on the sideline and then, like, it's happening because of play, like, like, obviously the on-field result is already terrible. And then it leads into players fighting each other on the sideline. And it's it's instigated by a player that hasn't even touched the field yet, and it's like, you know, I heard that they that the people that were fighting actually did end up talking it out. Um, but yeah, like when you when you have that happening, it's like you have no choice. You it's just signs of like the head the head coach has completely lost control of the locker room, and it's like you need to bring somebody else in that can regain that control somehow. 
Josh so, Norman just got signed by the by the forty uh, by the Panthers. That's an interesting big up. Give me a second. Hold on. I got to confirm that. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. You got to confirm it by going to twitter.com slash jglazer. Hold on. Let's go to Ari. Um. Yeah, it's Josh just... Norman is signed with the Panthers practice squad. How about that? Good for him. Yeah. I liked him better in Carolina. That's that's a thing where he's going to spend most of the week on the practice squad, and then he'll get called up to the 53-man before yeah. the next game. There you go. All right. That'll do it for us here on this episode of Time to BS. Jack? Ah. It was a pleasure being back. Of course, my friend. Yeah. Again, more often. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going thanks for having me on. I'm going to the fucking gym. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And we hope to see you around in this life or the next one. Have a good one, guys.